I'm recording now, so if you all, all want right. to clap on the count of three, one, two, three. <laughs> oh, that was fast. You know, good luck with that. Yeah, that was exciting. That's cool. That was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus, just like me. <laughs> Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi classic Predator one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And with us today, we have some very special guests. We have our first ever movie by minute crossover uh, with the boys from the Indiana Jones <laughs> Minute. <laughs> we have Tom Taylor. Hello. And we have Jerry Porter. That is uh, me, a movie by minute uh, Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> there, there you go. The boys recently finished up recording and releasing their episodes for The Last Crusade. Well, it's just a matter of time until the crystal skull starts <laughs> seething its way into their recording lives. <laughs> There's a couple well, that- decades between movies, right? We've got some time. Right? <laughs> Lots of time. Relaxed, right? Right, <laughs> t- t- Tom's Tom's the movie the movie by minute uh, Triceratops. <laughs> got the- a weird got a weird shaped head. Eats yeah. plants. <laughs> I eat this tree. You guys go on without me. <laughs> We're talking about Crystal Skull. I'll be along. Yeah, a se- you're a sexual megalodon. <laughs> oh, I like where we're going with this. All the just kind of different dinosaurs I'd represent. <laughs> that's a different podcast. So that's that's Jurassic Park. And there you go. Those guys. But yeah, we'll we'll come. We'll circle back around our connections with the guests here in a moment. But uh, we're talking minute sixteen of Predator. Minute sixteen opens with Billy drinking from a vine and ends with Billy making an exciting discovery. This is an all Billy minute, which Ooh, is quite all exciting. All Billy all the time. Billy! <laughs> but yeah, uh, you guys being the guests, um, would you want to open up with a particular thing you notice with this minute? Sure. Okay. What uh, what what is Billy drinking? Oh, this is a great question, Jerry. <laughs> I, yeah, it's kind of a you know, it's a simple it's a simple one. I mean, you know, I, I, it's not sugar cane, right? I mean, that kind of grows in stalks. No, it's, no. I don't think it's sugar so, cane you know, either. I mean, it's a you know maybe an appropriate climate for that, but uh, it, it looks like that vine is something that's sweeping down. Yeah, and were you guys disturbed by uh, how much of it he lets drip onto his collar and lapel, like I, into his collar, like down his oh, neck? It made yeah. me cringe. I was like, "It's gonna hit his skin." No, don't let it hit your skin. Oh, yeah. It's it's all sticky and clammy now. Ooh. Exactly. I was totally weirded out. He's got the all that sticky juice spilled <laughs> all over his camo <laughs> bib. <laughs> no, and it's just gonna sit in there. It's gonna feel wet for the next hour. Oh, yeah. Kind of, kind of a sugary thing. I, I did, have you guys discussed wh- where is Billy from? <laughs> uh, it's gosh, it was one of the first minutes we talked about Billy. Billy's soul. He is. Uh, his roots are his half Sioux, half Italian. I forget oh. where in America his character is supposed to be from. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I could go into the origins too if that was you know really a thing. That's what. Well, I'm wondering why. Why does this guy know? I mean, if he's half Sioux and half Italian, you know, he <laughs> it's quite he, the he dinner. Graded a lot of things. Yeah, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't know. I mean the. 
the tropical vine. Why? I mean, he's certainly one with the the earth mm-hmm. here. I mean, it's that that's kind of how he's portrayed in the movie, which is which is cool. I mean, that's sort of his special power, right? You know, um, his superpower there. But uh, I'm I'm wondering what is why is he so familiar with the tropical rainforest that uh, uh, no no one else is, you know. <laughs> Drinking from the jungle, no affinity at all for nature. But like every time he goes on a mission, he like just gets all bookwormy and like reads up on the air. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe he's like, I know the local flora and fauna now. <laughs> yeah, has there ever been a character like this who is like the expert tracker and can? you know, smell hanging carcasses before he sees them and stuff. Who's not native American. <laughs> like, either like, you know, like a hippie that's, or something, or maybe Chewbacca from return of the dead eye. Oh, that's a great. <laughs> answer, <actually. That's> brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I don't, is it possible that he's just a, a very, um, uh, you know, a staunch metal, uh, a, like a, a staunch supporter member of the Autobahn society. <laughs> And maybe that's he's a lot of outdoor stuff. I think that's it. This sort of thing is is it's it's <laughs> it is sort of at some at some point uh, Carl Weathers kind of makes fun of everybody for the they call like you know enough with the Boy Scouts. Now. Yeah, and then but and but then so, he jumps right back into it right after he makes that comment. He's right there building the traps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Jerry, I don't know. If yeah. someone's part of the Audubon Society, are they really just? Hacking on vines and stuff. I mean, just in <laughs> <laughs> Billy's chapter, they do. Yeah, and you bring up a good point though about the uh, the him just he drinks from the vine, then he turns around and he seems to immediately know that something's going on behind uh, behind those trees. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I, I'm wondering what draw what draws him is. Does he hear something? Does he smell something? Is it just his spidey sense? You know, does he drink that milky liquid and just immediately now know what to do? Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, what's funny is um, they, you know, I wonder they they bring up uh, several times the other characters talk about being in, you know, in Nam or Cambodia, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it, it was uh, apparently this jungle is much more, you know, dense. You know, Cambodia was Kansas right. compared to this shit, exactly. right? <laughs> but uh, you know, I wonder about Billy. Maybe he would. Did he? You know, as as is he a special forces guy too? Was he in Vietnam? I, I don't know. Uh, I'd really have to go back and look at my notes for his whole deal. But um, seems like all these guys have together a bunch of times, at least, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They've done I mean, they've yeah. done several missions together, and I, I imagine most of them are supposed to be Vietnam vets. Mm-hmm. There's something. It's it's that '80s thing. Mm-hmm. It's that '80s thing, and it's and it's also that Motley Crue sort of thing. Not the lovable <laughs> 80s motley crew that is the band i just mean <laughs> i just mean like oh, you know it's, it. it's 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 like a, it's 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 you know like any movie it's like uh, scooby-doo you have people from d- various backgrounds mm. and uh one is really good at deduction and one is really good at eating dog food they all <laughs> They all have their place. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and 
because I, I was going through this. You're like, okay, so Billy, I guess, is he's Sue and Italian. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then uh, Jesse the Body Ventura is like, a, he's supposed to be like a, a southern good old boy, right? Yeah, he's. <laughs> What'd you say, a libertarian? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and I say Billy's from Kentucky. And, he talks. He has that southern drawl that yeah, we're all gonna die. Yeah, yeah. It's a firefight, major. It was a firefight. And then his his best friend is his bro, so to speak, is Mac. Yeah, Mac who I'm not Mac. sure where he's from, but maybe a, a, a you know Amer- American, but a different uh, cultural uh, you know background mm-hmm. perhaps. And um, then Dutch is I don't know. Is he Dutch? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Clearly Canadian. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. He has that mid-Atlantic thing going on. But the beauty is they're all American. Well, not only that, but I mean, the thing, think, the thing we're overlooking a lot here with Billy just straight up drinking from a vine is like, they're not in like their home country or a home state or whatever. They're like a continent away perhaps. So no way would you just be straight up drinking like whatever water or eating whatever food you're finding around there. It's just so many stories in their production alone of these people just having massive, massive illness from drinking the water and eating the food in Mexico. Yeah. Um, so right. it's just funny how like immune to every single jungle threat there is out there. Yeah, John, I read that in your your show notes for this minute. and you, like, I was cracking up reading it because you mentioned that in the survival posts that people that would drain vines for liquid would usually catch it in some sort of container and then probably boil it before they drank it. And if you dr- right. And if you drink it directly from the vine, I think you wrote, uh, it's essentially drinking instant diarrhea. <laughs> Just that Billy. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Billy. You're going to discover something else in about 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have his spine ripped out by the end. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, you're gonna wish you had just gotten flayed. You know, something, something simple, <laughs> something a little less painful. Yeah, took a little less time. <laughs> <laughs> Tracks all over the place. If you know what I mean. <laughs> now you're speaking my language <laughs> I love skin marks <laughs> so should we uh, should we talk about the next step in this minute he, he drinks his diarrhea juice and then turns around starts uh, trekking through the jungle because he hears something senses something and we get to kind of the big reveal of this minute right Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he pulls back some leaves. Well, wait, 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 okay. wait, 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 wait. Hang on, I don't, I don't mean sure. to interrupt. No, go ahead. At at second thirty two, right where he does that, he puts his hand up on a branch. Mm-hmm. And did you guys notice that branch has a very, very conspicuous looking jut out twig that looks identical to a snake? Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. You're right. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. And I, so I'm wondering, is that a predator snail? <laughs> oh, my. It's God. like completely camouflaged in. And, and the way they shoot it, it's as if somebody said, let's 
let's we got to get this little branch you know shooting <laughs> yeah that's a good point like right there in the foreground and then they do the rack focus away yes. from his glove and away from yes the predator snail and every time i watch this maybe eight times this little scene this minute and and i go that's a snail oh, oh no wait. it's not yeah you're right it looks just like yeah. a snail well and if you're listening to this this second like you hear the little and it's it's the first time in the movie you're hearing that little Peter Cullen trill because Peter Cullen did the, all the noises in the voice of the Predator. Oh, cool. Uh, mm. Voice of Optimus Prime. He's the one making a little clicky sound right when he's coming up to the, the body. So there's a really good chance that the Predator's just hanging around there, you know, waiting for something to, to wander into his, his little his little trap yeah. if it's if it is a trap yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the mu- the music here is is fantastic mm-hmm. it, it it all throughout there's like this triplet motif musically and it's like give it a 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 yeah it's really good actually really well done remind that there you're right that right there reminds me of the jungle it's a classic jungle sound right there yeah, you know, we've uh, we've talked about the drums. The the drums is probably oh, one of my please. favorite parts of the score when mm-hmm. it comes in, and especially if you're watching this in a in a, a true surround sound system, the drums come through all the speakers. It just envelopes you. You feel it all around you, and it brings that sense of dread. And here it is again, right before we get a, a big reveal, kind of the first horror, real horror moment of, of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they they don't go with like the stupid, silly, like, you know, kind of generic. The natives are restless. Right. Right. Jungle. Boom, boom, boom. That kind of it's it's like just a really, really, really fast kind of high pitched small drum yeah. just dip it dip it dip it dip it it's it, it, you wouldn't even necessarily think it's a drum it's just mm-hmm. tension yeah like a, like a heartbeat just going like exactly billy at this really, moment really well it's coming right up to <laughs> um you mentioned the um the drums jerry i also made a note that it's it's i don't know how to describe it but it's almost like this just like this wall of sound like as he's about to uncover the bodies it's just just this I don't know. I can't describe it. It's all, it's almost like you're just like the sound of vacuum would make or something like that. Not a vacuum cleaner. We know that sound, but like uh-huh. just the, the sound of, I don't know, almost, I don't even know. How like, this, like the air getting sucked out of, out of everything around you. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like a really deep white noise. Just, it's hard, hard to describe, but you hear it again later on um, when Billy is just looking into the jungle um, a few minutes later and uh, Dutch has to ask him, what is he looking at? What is he looking for? Either that's, I think that might be actually after the gorilla camp. Mm. Oh, but uh, just to give credit real quick for the composer, this is Alan Silvestri who yeah. has done tons and tons of movies. So he's kind of like parallel there with John Williams and Danny Elfman as these people who emerged from the eighties and they're still working hard today. All of them. Oh yeah. yeah. He's amazing. The score in this movie is something I, I continually talk about as, as one of the best elements of this film. I, I just love it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so we get past the little snail. Uh, <laughs> <Somehow>. reaches <laughs> He reaches his, his hand up there, and uh, his head kind of pops up. We see his hat. We see him looking. And uh, what I like about this is the camera switches, and we get a camera shot from behind him as he's kind of crawling over this branch. Mm-hmm. And even before he pushes the leaves out of the way, you can see a little bit of red <laughs> yeah. in between yeah. the cracks of the leaves. Uh, and, you know, it's very quick, but right then you start to to realize, oh, shit, you're going to see – we're about to see something. 
And uh, then he pushes those leaves aside and we get our first gory kind of horror moment with the skinned bodies hanging. Yeah. You guys want to talk about the skinned bodies? Talk about the flayed? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I did wonder this. So, you know, the the pre you know predator doesn't use all parts of the buffalo. He's no. not. He does so not. as a, as a matter, he's he's I guess he he seems like a dermatarian. <laughs> Although later on he's like a, he's, he's only- like a phrenologist or something. He's got all those skulls, but he didn't take these guys' <laughs> skulls. <in. laughs> right. Yeah. He's telling some futures. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it made me wonder, like, you know, when we find out a little bit later in the movie, like, he only hunts you if you're armed? Yeah, I don't know. He's like Papa John killing lions, just so, leaving them in the field. <laughs> what the hell? So, well, it's really, it's really strange because why doesn't everybody set aside all their weapons and then peacefully walk out? Yeah, that's a really good question. And... You know, I, I think it's just the appeal is too strong for these guys who are just trained to just fight everything and defeat everything. Mm-hmm. Right? They haven't lost so far. So it's like if, right, it's just, it's just like pour more bullets on it. Okay, we lost a couple of guys. Pour more bullets on it. Guaranteed, <laughs> yeah. guaranteed they've gone into other things with like much larger crews. And they're just like, ah, oh, they just didn't, you know, shoot it enough the first time. Yeah. Well, is, is it one of those things where like for the predator, the skin is a delicacy? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> And so that's what he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, that he's, he wouldn't, uh, he's not going to waste, you know, on the, the sort of sour body and the viscera, the organs, but the skin. Now that's skin something is something that, to save. It is. It's just like, you know, yeah. real life hunters is what I was reading um, in the uh, original script. Um, I made this awesome discovery where I was, I've been using like the shooting script this whole time where it was like the January 87 script and the mm. film comes out in like April of 87. So it's like, by that time, the script is pretty much up to date with the movie, but I did find a 1985 first draft. And in that, you do see shots of the Predator ship much later. And you see the, the skins of the people that Dutch knows stretched out and trying <laughs> as, as gruesome oh, of a scene. Oh, so exactly. Scene. You're reacting exactly like McTiernan, the director, reacted, which was, yeah, we don't need that. We don't need to go that far, like early Jeepers Creeper style. We're just going to yeah. stay. <laughs> well, they brought this back. So if uh, I'm, I'm a fan of Predator 2 as well. And uh, one of the big scenes in the first half hour or so of Predator 2 is when they come into a warehouse and there's a whole bunch of bodies hanging from the ceilings. Mm, just bodies. Yeah. Just and they've bodies. been flayed. They've been skinned. And so it's it's a callback to this exact discovery. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does, does he have uh, just a paring knife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder that. It's very, it's very clean. Very I mean, clean. From, yeah. From the first time I've seen this movie back yeah. in the 80s, I've always wondered that. It's like you only see him with this giant, giant wrist blade in this like that does not look like a precision weapon as much as just looks like a stab stab you know so well you don't actually see the skin so he may have done like a horrible job of it but he finally got all the skin off the guys no matter if it's like (laughs) thousands of pieces got the job done just wasn't pretty i was i was i was reading about flaying and skinning and i immediately wanted to stop so (laughs) did you google that john i googled it's a terrible idea oh man he very well he might have an easier time time doing it in the jungle just because uh, the humidity probably uh, makes it easier to skin than say like a you know an arctic oh, dry yeah, good god just walks right off after a certain point be, it would like flake yeah it would yeah. flake it would just flake <laughs> just have chunks be a mess yep you'd be sweeping yeah. it up when you're well, done does it, so so he kills 
he kills what's his name hopper and all these guys he he kills all these people and he uh you know somehow removes their skin mm -hmm. but we but he doesn't do anything with right. them he doesn't eat them nope. he doesn't nope. eat their skin nope. he doesn't it's it's really just nihilistic yeah it makes me think it's like a, it's like a trophy right yeah. Oh. yeah, the skin itself is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's a trophy. Like trophies okay. of men. Yeah. <laughs> all you all you have to do is just not play the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody wins. I have you a question yeah, well, I mean, about yeah. like the sort of. It, it kind of goes to the very beginning of the movie. Like when I first, I, I, I sat mm -hmm. down to watch this again, and I remember my friend when he he saw it before I did in the theater. Back at this is eighty seven, right? Yeah. And uh, he yeah. went into the movie not knowing anything about it. He just saw a poster with like Arnold Schwarzenegger on. Oh. He's in the jungle. He's like, oh, it's gonna be like some sort of commando thing. And from the first That's shot, the way to do it. yeah. And and mm -hmm. you, but the first shot, you see like this, you know, obvious, you know, spacecraft like heading down to Earth and stuff. And he's yeah. like, oh my god, this is that kind of movie. This is gonna be fantastic. <laughs> but I do wonder if they if that hadn't been the first shot of the movie. If you would yeah. still, you would see like even stuff like this and be like, oh my God, they're like, you know, like Carl yeah. Weathers keeps saying like, ah, it's just a couple of guys out there. They're, you know, right. they're really wily and stuff, but we'll get them. Like could, you know, even here seeing these flayed guys with all their guts on the ground and everything. Oh, it could just be some sick, crazy gorilla right, dudes the out, out in the woods. Yeah. We've talked yeah. about this. Yeah. We literally just talked about this uh, last, last, okay. last week. Yeah. Just, we were, just, yeah. Just take that out and you have yourself like this like instant suspense. Like it's just built into the movie about who in the world is doing this crazy thing. Like who's watching us with like this high tech equipment. Mm -hmm. Cause you don't see that for like, you don't actually see the creature until like, I don't know, like uh, whenever, not when Blaine dies, I think Blaine, when Blaine dies, you just see like the eyes. Mm -hmm. That's maybe your first hint that it's like more than just maybe a man. But yeah, it's, it's, it's something where I think McTurden even fighted, fought just to have every someone's taken out of the uh, alien association before it was necessary. Well, but he was fighting with Fox studio and, you know, that's a big studio to fight. Yeah. with. Go ahead. Jeremy. Is, you know, do you, is the, is the movie better with uh predator being an alien? Because I thought about this. Is this one of those things? It's, it's all about American hubris mm -hmm. and we've gotten too big for our britches. So he's going to de-skin us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, then you know maybe our britches yeah. fit. Make new britches. And I, I just, oh. <laughs> just humiliated. No, and I, I, I did. I wondered is is that the <laughs> humiliating? Is that is that the is that the point of this? Is that it's like you know, hey, look, we're not the only life life form in in the cosmos. And this guy's going to put a beat down on us because, you know, we're, we're bumping our heads against the ceiling as Americans and we're trying to break through like we're the greatest. And it's like, no, we're not even close. Here's a guy and he's, you know, th these are the Green Berets mm -hmm. and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, yeah, it's it, it's it's there to take us down a peg either as Americans or just as mm -hmm. that's a pretty interesting. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting take on it, especially considering that the time period, right? 1987. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, the, exactly. The, the, kind of the exactly. height of American hubris, right? The stock market was going through mm -hmm. the roof. Everyone's making money. People just snorting a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> we're all we're on top of the yeah. world. And uh, so to, to take and it and just cut all it down, this... right? It's, that's an interesting idea. And I, I feel like this is I mean, this gets a little heavy, but I feel like that period in the 80s with all these movies like Commando and mm -hmm. Rambo and like all that kind of stuff. It's it's like we're sort of trying to fix, the, you know, the the, you know, 
problems in, of Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And so we're revisiting it to sort of write it to be like, well, no, no, actually, we, you know, we're really tough. We're going to go back in and we're going to either, you know, get the POWs back or we're the baddest people because we served in Vietnam and Cambodia. It's it, the 80s. I remember that about a lot of movies in the 80s like Uncommon Valor mm -hmm. and Chuck Norris stuff, and First Blood and it yeah. exactly there was just a lot of that going on and it's it's a strange time we have a mix of like we're sort of revisiting Vietnam and at the same time it's that 80s American hubris with the stock market is yeah. killing it and everything's going so great. So the bad guys yeah. like evil so yeah. it's the bad guys were the best. We all we win everything in the Olympics, horseshoes, <laughs> equestrian, gymnastics, volleyball, you know. Yeah, and at, at the end, like Dutch has that at the very end on that last chopper ride home or back to base or whatever, like you can tell on Dutch's face this was not a victory by any means. It was mm -hmm. simply just we survived and uh, somehow escaped, which, you know, is, is maybe the, the lesson that right, Vietnam was trying to teach us the first time. You know, you, you don't go back. You're not going to fix it with the guns and you're not going to fix it with the big burly American forces. Well, and that see, that's that's what's so interesting. Mm -hmm. A, he's the guy who's always skeptical throughout the entire movie. And B, you're right. It's not a victory at the mm -hmm. end. It was just survival. And he doesn't want this. And he doesn't want this job. And it's, he only takes rescue missions now. Assassins. And then C, yeah, you're like, he's he's the one guy who's, you know, not a naturally born, not a natural born citizen of America. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Right. In the yeah. movie, as far as far as I can recall. I mean the 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 woman that they rescue or whatever is I, I suppose isn't maybe but yeah but she's not part of the team right the first the first go around right. here yeah but but she survives it's kind right. of interesting yeah not 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 to not calling out immigrants <laughs> I'm just saying he is I mean his 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 accent is something that uh, you know throughout the movie he's you know he's I understand you know he's whatever he's he doesn't he goes like this well, sound yeah yeah <laughs> and, yet, and yet, yet so i you know he's somewhat transcends this american hubris oh, that's, he's he's more worldly that's a good point but like if i mean if you know arnold the the figure and i would just call him you know the historical figure of Ar arnold you know that he came to America with a purpose, with like these great grandois, 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 no, big plans, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> large plans to, to marry Kennedy and, you know, become a star um, and become a politician. And, and he did all those things. So it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting how he is honestly playing against type in this movie. And I think it, it's why it works so well. One, he's playing against type and two, he's actually part of a team. There's not a lot of team movies mm. that Arnold is in. And I, I just love how he operates within the team. So many times in his movies, he's just going yeah. solo. He's either, either he's a solo bad guy or he's a solo good guy. And here he's not solo until the, the third act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you want to so, do our connection to Indiana Jones? Oh, of course. So, I mean, other than just me really wanting to have you guys on because you're one of the Right. One of my top listens, like I said, on the, you know, in, in my podcast lists, um, not just movies by minutes, just by, by any podcast. Um, I could not help but think like, how do I make a connection to Indiana Jones minute where I can just like have a good reason for <laughs> bringing them on? Other than like, I just really want you on. It's like, how can I tie that in? There's some tenuous things here and there. But then when I was watching the minutes ahead, you know, a few weeks ago, I was thinking this is perfect. This discovery of 
uh, something in the jungle and Billy is frightened. He is scared. Yeah. Uh, instantly remind me of the beginning of Raiders uh, when the Peruvian porter, uh, I learned was the name, uh, the guy with the funky, you know, alpaca hat. <laughs> when he comes right. to, he's oh, in yeah, the jungle yeah. in South America in 1936 with Indy and he um, pushes aside the brush and comes across this spooky statue and all the birds, just like in here, all the birds also flock and storm out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and he just, <laughs> he just runs out of the movie. I noticed. Yeah, Billy does keep his cool <laughs> a lot more than that guy. Billy's yeah. upset, but he, he holds yeah. it together. <laughs> he runs about five feet. We see in the next minute, but um, <laughs> right, he, yeah, he holds it together. But yeah, no, I thought of the same thing when I watched this. I was like, oh, that's that's directly it's that, and it's also uh, the scene in uh, Temple of Doom when they're they're approaching Pancot Palace and they come across that uh, you know that I forget, we had a name for it. I forget what it was. Though. Yeah, the 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 the. the. The yeah, it was like the little like roadside uh, mini temple on the way to the big oh, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with like the oh, fingers and like that. the yeah, and don't come up here. He, like warns Shorty not to come up there, and uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, a total yeah. cross between both of those because yeah, the first one isn't grizzly oh. at all, but it has the same exact like you know like flutter of birds and bats and stuff, and the guy freaking out. And then yeah. uh, the Temple of Doom one has like just some some kind of bloody kind of queasiness to it which this one has in spades <laughs> yeah this one has a great color palette of green and red that yeah <laughs> yeah this really does hit that color palette we've talked about like the contrast of the the drippy wet red <laughs> against the the natural green yeah it's, it's the natural really drippy, good wet yeah. Vine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah the milky wet vine <laughs> <laughs> yeah the even even the just even the jungle looks sick. yeah 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 just like you know like it's it's like earth's connective <laughs> tissue yeah, billy's drinking out of a tendon <laughs> which which yeah well it's kind of interesting it's like we have, we have this whole earth human thing and then it's like yeah and the predator he he's he he's you know really other yeah i mean he first of all he's all up in the trees <laughs> And and we don't realize for a good hour and a half they don't even it figure that out. Long, they keep honestly. looking on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Where could they be? There are no boot prints. The- I don't know. Look <laughs> <laughs> at that tree and see if you can see anything. <laughs> right, exactly. Maybe maybe we can roll a car towards them and throw some grenades. <laughs> right. Maybe this is the gorillas. Um. So I think one link I'm thinking about right now with the statue and the the little temple and these bodies is perhaps all three are meant to be these uh these harbingers right you have that classic horror trope mm. of you know the guy at the gas station like you don't want to go to that camp like there's a bunch of it's <laughs> mm-hmm. a bunch of bad tales totally. yeah like the same thing here like if they <laughs> like you're all saying just turn tail and they're just like you know like this isn't the best time to you know find our dudes like right maybe they're avoiding it maybe the hunt maybe the predator is putting this up as like little warning sign to say this is you know my hunting ground if you're yeah. coming in like yeah. you seem like nice guys you, you, don't go too far don't, 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 don't make me do this <laughs> exactly like maybe just turn around this is your last chance your only warning all i did was skin a few guys and hang them from the branches i didn't know you knew hopper <laughs> let it go you know what it reminded me though of is uh john you had mentioned something about um like horror jump scares because this is kind mm-hmm. of a this is a little bit of a jump scare here as we sure. reveal yeah. the the skin bodies and mm-hmm. uh, it kind of reminded me of the classic 80s horror like slasher trope where you know our killer i'm thinking of like friday the 13th where jason goes on a killing spree and he kills several bodies 
and sort of strategically hides them, you know, throughout whatever barn or house or, or yeah. you know, In the pantry. Uh, Right. right, and then exactly. there's always that scene later on in the movie when the final girl, whoever it is, is like running through the house and screaming left and right, and she just happens to bump into the pantry and exactly. out pops the body, right? Billy. It falls down. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying here is Billy is the final girl, and he's just a body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For some reason, this actually reminds me of um, – I was trying to think of other like kind of jump scary things. And the very first thing that came to mind is Star Trek two when uh, they're on the, uh, the space station, the regular space station and everybody's gone. And then uh, bones just like bumps into some dangling hands. And it's kind of like yeah. this, it's like these upside oh, yes. down bodies and stuff, but it's a very like, yes, you know, there's a lot of stinger music and yeah, that's right mm-hmm. where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking about yeah, Star Trek now, guys. Is it, you know, is <laughs> <laughs> is this you know is this movie just Alien in the Jungle? You know, uh, I'm I'm thinking the same thing when I'm like reading the script and you know watching the movie lots and lots of times that you know, and it is ultimately produced by Fox. I don't know if Silver Pictures mm. did Alien too. Um, but I know. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 like Alien mixed with Commander. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I'd say it's yeah. It's dropping those awesome '80s action heroes into right an Alien movie, and they don't know anything about the aliens. So it's not like Aliens, like the Commandos, right. like know what to expect. It's like, yeah, I, I like I like your description. It's like crossing over two things and yeah, seeing I mean, what happens. It follows the same structure, right? Because like a lot um, of people will describe Alien, the original Alien, as like a slasher movie, but in a spaceship, mm-hmm, right? And, you know, the entire team right. is taken out one by one and you've got your final girl that takes on, you know, the, the big bad guy. And this, we kind of have the same thing here, right? We have mm-hmm. some it's kind of yeah. scary villain taking out an entire team. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger is apparently the final girl <laughs> and uh 300 pound yeah, Austrian final girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we get our final showdown. So I, I think that's a good comparison. Yeah. And then we find you know, later, so a dec- couple decades later, we find out that a alien and predator live in the same universe. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. You find out in predator two at the very end when, Danny oh, Glover is man, going to right. the yeah. spaceship and he sees the giant alien skull up in the, the Yaucha spaceship. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do we have any other points? I feel like we've covered. Uh, let's see. My field manual for the Army Jungle Operations. Uh, it's not very exciting this week. I, I'm going to skip it because it doesn't it doesn't relate very much. Next week's uh, relates a little bit better next week's. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going to uh, – guys, did you have anything else to add for minute 16? I don't think so. I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty okay. good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, um, now's the <laughs> part of the show uh, where we ask, uh, where can people find you all? Um, I don't know who wants to start. Let's maybe start with the, the Jones boys. <laughs> well, you can find us at uh, indianajonesminute.com. That's where all our episodes are, all of our uh, links to things like our Patreon over at uh, patreon.com slash indianajonesminute. You can get uh, shirts over at Public on our store there. Yeah, and you can find us on Facebook. We've got a thriving uh, Facebook community over there at the Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade group um mm-hmm. where you can come and hang out and talk about indie and us and why it's taking us so long to get to crystal skull <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're savoring every sweet sweet yes <laughs> each minute <laughs> each minute will be three hours long oh and i 
I would encourage any a, anybody to uh, join over there and, and come up with their own, uh, you know, uh, predator crossover. Oh yeah, predator Indiana Jones <laughs> crossover. Very yeah. short-lived crossover. I was thinking about looking that up, but yeah. then, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't couldn't find the time, unfortunately. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know next week if I look it up. A good crossover. I bet there's there has to be something out there. <laughs> well, it's uh, you know here's a here's a here's a softball. Mm. It's afraid of the unknown. There, you go. Mm. there we go. Yeah. yeah. Knowledge was their treasure. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shit. Except in this movie, I think in the conversation we we're having, I think I said something along the lines of human trophies were his treasure. <laughs> okay, uh, Jeff, what about you? Oh, my favorite part of the show. <laughs> when I tell everyone they can find me at Carl underscore Hungus on Twitter, and then I immediately get flooded with follow requests. <laughs> you might have to tamp that down, not say that every week. So that- Shoot fish in a barrel. Right. That's right. It's too easy. It's too easy. That's Carl with a K. That's right. Underscore. Underscore. Capital H. Hungus. 314. Carl Hungus well, Pie. I, I want to say uh, to our Indiana Jones guests, thank you so much for being here. This was really awesome. And yeah, we thank you appreciate guys. your time. And uh, it was really fun talking about Minute 16 with you guys. Oh, thank you. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having uh, us. Do you guys think you can come back next week? Yes. We'll be lurking in a tree because we figured out how to do that instead <laughs> of just walking around on the ground. We'll be drinking some milky vine milk. Yeah. <laughs> Pouring it on our. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our entrail cereal. Yeah. Mm, dumping it on your lapels. Yes. <laughs> Guys, come on. I haven't eaten all day. I'm starving. Our hopper poppers. <laughs> <laughs> it's guts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, if you've ever, I don't know, drunk, drank, drank. If you've ever drank some. <laughs> mysterious liquid out of a jungle vine uh email us at predator minute at gmail.com we're on twitter and facebook at predator minute you can find us on all the pod catching apps the big three itunes stitcher and google play although i don't know if google play is even that big a deal in the podcast game i'm gonna have to pick your guys brains for that afterwards like but me know yeah anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> someone might know but um yeah you can find us there and for Predator Minute, I've been John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. Oh, hey, I'm Tom Taylor. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm Jerry Porter. And until next time. <laughs> Sneak around. <laughs> Governor Schwarzenegger, I didn't know you were on the show. That's fantastic. Be all the week. Be all the week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>